You are listening to the Desire to Retire podcast. The podcast that reduces that sense of feeling overwhelmed when you think about your retirement. You can go from woe to wow with your retirement plan. I'm your host, Estelle Kelly. Now, on with the show. It gives me a lot of pleasure to introduce Dr. Sherry Toledo. Um, And this morning, uh, Sherry's going to talk to us about her experience uh, that she's just been through of moving towards retirement. Um, Now, Sherry's been in the educational sector for quite some time. And let's hear uh, what it is that uh, Dr. Sherry Toledo has done over her extensive career in education. (laughs) Holy moly. All right. So um, let's see. I have about about 15 years in... uh, K-12 here in the States. So um, I taught elementary PE. So that counts as uh, elementary school and then taught a lot of junior high and high school, um, coached on the high school level, coached volleyball, basketball, and softball for about, I don't know, 10 or so years, some of that, some of that time. Uh, Some of my time later um, in K-12 was as an academic counselor and an academic dean. Mm. So I was, um, yeah, I did that at three different schools. I was the academic counselor. And then the last place I was also the dean um, over academics. And then um, interspersed in my K-12 experience, I really, um, I love working on the college level. And back about, uh, let's see, this would have been 80s, late 70s, early 80s, 1980s, I wanted to uh, coach on the college level. So I got a master's in physical education administration and ended up coaching as an assistant coach. I was a volleyball coach um, at several schools in, in California and then got a, and I ended up at the University of Wyoming um, at 7,300 feet. <laughs> it was like, wow. yeah, it was all, over a mile high. Mm-hmm. Um, which is north of Denver, which is where, yeah, that's probably more famous than Laramie, Wyoming was. Um, And then I got a head coaching job in Texas and I was there for three years. Um, During my time there, I really felt a call to go into counseling. And so I ended up getting um, a master's degree in marriage and family ministries Mm -hmm. from uh, Talbot Seminary. Mm-hmm. And I, at the time I was single and that would have been a um, like Christian counseling or pastoral counseling. And so mm-hmm. here in the States, they wouldn't hire a woman uh, to be doing marriage and family therapy or marriage Ooh. family ministries. So um, I went back into K-12 for a little while and then got my master's in marriage and family therapy and did So I did the whole counseling thing for about seven years. And uh, at the point where I had to go get um, hours for my license to be a marriage and family therapist, um, I worked in a residential treatment center and met this guy who was the um, manager and the cook 
and we started dating and then we got married. So <laughs> oh, congratulations. I know that was night. We got married in 19, one, two, three, 1993, January 2nd, 93. Okay. That's how I remember. <laughs> and then, um, really, I really wanted to get back on the college level. So, um, I looked, we were living in San Diego. I looked around for doctoral programs and ended up getting a doctorate in um, technology and learning. And that's, that was in 2002. Um, so before that, like 99 on, I was taking online courses. And then when I got my full-time position, I was creating and teaching other people how to create online courses and have been doing that. So I've been doing the digital learning stuff all century. I love that. <laughs> I hate to say this, but if you've been doing it all century, you know, I hope it doesn't make you feel as if you're old. You know, when we use the word century. That's why I say that. People think purpose, of a hundred years. I know. That's why I say it. I've been doing this all century and people it makes them think like wait a minute oh wait 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 that's only that's only 20 years yeah that's right but it obviously <laughs> makes you sound very experienced sherry <laughs> very but i have a varied background that's yeah. for sure yeah now you have uh, just recently successfully transitioned to retirement or or is it semi-retirement how would you describe it um well, Monday was actually my last day of full-time university work. So I would say I'm retired from working for someone else. Okay. And now I am venturing full-time into my own business and creating um, a coaching business. So mm. that's, I would say, it's very different. To me, it's very different. I don't feel like I'm working, you know, I'm doing fun stuff, so. Oh, okay. So it sounds really good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Sherry, just going back a bit. Um, yes. When you think back to being uh, in full-time in the university sector, what were the workplace issues that you were dealing with leading up to your decision to retire? Well, I think... You know, being, um, being, having been in education for so long and having been in systems um, for so long, I was just ready. I was, um, I think it was just time to move on. Um, I think I was, I was ready. I was just tired, you know, tired of, um, I was administrator, um, and I'm more of a teacher than an administrator. And so I think when you're out of your real, like, I think we're all capable of doing many different things, but I think there's really only a couple of things that are really hit who we are and what we're called to do. And um, this job, while it was very beneficial and provided a lot for us financially and enabled us to move out of the Midwest back to the West where we're from. Um, you know, it was, I was just ready. I was ready. Yeah, okay. There was that sense of tiredness and this wasn't 
really, I'm not an administrator so much. I'm more of a teacher. Teacher, exactly, exactly. So okay. just ready to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, one of the, th it's a common occurrence then in the educational sector that it to promote, get promotion and progress, you've sort of got to leave the classroom behind yeah. and take on more of the admin work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's so I became very good at putting out fires <laughs> okay. and, and uh, managing people mm -hmm. and, um, and, and creating systems for things to work more smoothly. So okay. I mean, those are, those are three things that I walked away from that eight year position that I was in. Yeah. Wow. It sounds as if you've worked really hard. <laughs> I think so. I think yeah. so. Okay, so other in arriving at this decision to retire, other than workplace considerations, um, what else did you need to consider? Well, uh, you know, one of the things that, um, just to be really frank, I was tired of being jealous of my friends who were oh. retired okay. and people who were younger than me who were maybe, um, I'm still in contact with, with some of my former athletes and um, some of them who are 10 or, oh, maybe 15 years younger than me. Um, no, 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 like 10 years younger, 10 to 12. Um, them being retired and I'm like, wait a minute. You know, so that was, a, that was another factor, I think, of, um, of that. And then my husband's retired. Um, he's because of everything that's going on, he's waiting for things to settle down, um, with COVID and, um, he'll be going into ministry with, um, ex-prisoners. So we have a, a ministry here called Hope for Prisoners and he'll, he'll be working in that. And so, um, the other thing, and finally the deciding factor was really finances. Um, I kept working because number one, um, he is covered under my insurance. And so in, in the States, you can't get social security and Medicare, which is the kind of the, the social security is the retirement income that you've paid into during your working time. And then the Medicare is the medical coverage. Well, you can't get that, the medical coverage, till you're 65. And so he didn't turn 65 till January. Um, so I knew that I had to wait at least until January. I really had looked at, because of finances, um, looked at next May. So, I, and then I, I looked into our finances a little bit more and I moved it up to February. And then I moved it to maybe August, maybe September. And then finally, I'm just like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. So um, after I looked at the finances and saw that it was really manageable, especially with um, any income that I bring in, in my, with my coaching business, um, we just saw that it was, you know, that it was going to be very possible mm. to, for me just to step out. So... So, in fact, you accelerated yourself to this. <laughs> yeah, almost a year. So, what is that? Minus three, so nine months. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, congratulations. I know. Success, yes. <laughs> Three days and still celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, yeah, so my next question was going to be, you know, how did your plans change? But in a way, you, you've said uh, that's because you looked yeah, into your finances. It was, and I think the changes were just the realization that financially um, we could make it. You know, yeah. uh, without him working and me being the sole provider, you know, I need to be smart and wise about that and, you know, look at, is that really manageable? So it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, congratulations for taking that, that step. Yeah. yeah. I, I, well, that's a, a question which has just sprung to my mind is, what was it that, like, you had your plan to retire in May 2021. Right. So um, what was it that motivated you to um, look further, deeper into your finances and realise that this was possible now? Was it just the tiredness or and the, the envy of your younger former I mean, colleagues? I'm going to stick with that just because I don't want, to yeah i'm just gonna stick with that yeah okay fine <laughs> i just wondered if there was something else no i mean yeah no i'm gonna stick with my mm -hmm. i'm going with that first answer all right yeah but okay so um if i ask you what are the top three concerns you've had when you've been thinking about this move to retirement yeah, it was, um, finances was the number one. Mm -hmm. I mean, that really um, kind of dictated everything. Um, I don't know that um, if, if, I, if the finances had been different earlier, I would have retired earlier in the year. Um, like I said, with him um, being eligible for medical. So my husband is a heart transplant recipient. Oh. And um, he, so the medications he needs are very expensive. So if we had to pay out of pocket, we would be paying anywhere, depending upon the month and how long his prescription goes, anywhere from two to $5,000 a month. So the medical coverage was very, very important. We had to have that. So I think, you know, that those two things are probably the most. I don't know that I have a third. Okay. So it was money and um, and health, really. Yeah. Is that yeah. yeah? Okay. Not so much your own health, but the health of your husband. Right. Yeah. I only take I take two very inexpensive medications, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And it sounds as if your background is certainly, uh, you know you're very aware of physical health and well-being. Yeah. Okay. Um, so just going back again to when you were full-time in the university sure. sector, um, what were the feelings that you were experiencing when you were, you know, you've mentioned tiredness and jealousy. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm honest, if nothing else. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Any others that you... Can recall? Um, I think, I think as I, I don't know that while, you know, 
during that time. And the jealousy wasn't really that big a deal. It was just like, doggone it. Come on. Um, you know, and I think just wanting to have uh, freedom, um, more freedom to own my own time. I know that's not a feeling, but I think the, the just the feeling of just freedom, I think, um, was that was just time, you know, to do that too. And then as I, as I started getting closer and started seeing um, the date come closer, even when I was looking at February, um, you know, there was an excitement about that. And then, um, you know, as it got closer and closer, then there's a little, did I make the right decision? Are we really going to be able to do this? Um, and then, um, I don't know, the Lord just, <laughs> he waited until the day before I retired for all of the, my Medicare stuff to be finalized. It's like I had applied way back in July, but they didn't push the button. I had to call social security and they pushed the button on August 31st. So my anxiety levels were pretty high during the month of August, I think, just worried about um, was everything going to work out, you know, and, and we're pretty, uh, the systems are pretty inundated just because of everything that's going on. Um, so it take, it's taking them longer to process everything. But um, mm. I, so that, I think those were, yeah. It was, it was nerve wracking. It was nerve wracking. And so it was a, um, the initial decision, I just was like, yes, you know, and excited and everything. And then as the closer everything got, the more my anxiety levels went up. Um, mm. and, and so I really had to just, <laughs> just pray a lot, just pray a lot. Talk about timing. Perfect oh, timing. Man. <laughs> I know. It was crazy. It yeah. Was crazy, so. Oh, but you held your nerve. <laughs> yeah. I tried. <laughs> okay. So now that you have made that big step, yes. um, you know, how would you describe the feelings now? Um, so I think I, I, my husband said something the other day. He, we were sitting there in the living room and he looks over and he goes, you look so relaxed. Mm -hmm. um, and so it, it's like, I don't feel the pressure to perform. I don't feel the pressure to be available, to have to answer for things that I had no control over. Um, you know, I think a big thing is just being available all the time because I did work from home. So as we sit here, I'm looking at one computer, but to my left, I had the school computer. So if I was, if I had finished my schoolwork for the day, but it was still nine to five, I might be working on something over here or doing something on this computer, but always kind of had my attention. I'd have to make sure I wasn't getting an email from my boss or that I need to adjust, you know, do that. And I think that's gone. So that, that um, pressure, that uh, feeling of, of lack of freedom 
is gone. Mm, wow. What a yeah. huge difference. Okay, it's, just before we... Oh, sorry, Sherry. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, so just before we wrap up, um, so how are you going to use this sense of freedom, uh, this your time, your energy from now on? What have you planned? Well, um, I have, uh, well, next week we're going on vacation for a week and I don't have to check email. Um, <laughs> I'm going to put a note on my Facebook page um, I, and, and when I lived in Texas, they have this saying that means they're not available and it's called out of pocket. Oh. So I'm going to say I'm out of pocket for the week. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, getting my goal during this time is to, um, to really finalize everything because I've shifted two or three times with the coaching since you and I have met. And um, now I really am on track w with knowing what I want to do. So um, my plan is to work up to six hours a day, four days a week. Mm -hmm. um, but to uh, one of the things that came up and it was, so I, I was pretty smart <laughs> of the last two weeks I worked of the last two weeks of my work last two weeks of work I only worked one day I took all my vacation and so it kind of helped me adjust it wasn't just cold turkey that I didn't have to do the job anymore so okay. I kind of worked my way into it but one of the things I found was that all of a sudden I had this real empty feeling like I was in a big auditorium no a huge hangar like an airplane hangar that was just like football fields long and wide and just in there by myself looking around going, what do I do? Um, so there's that element of now that it's my time, um, I'm trying to figure out ways to, or I'm trying to figure out a schedule, you know, so I already had some things set, but I'm really trying to hone in on that. Um, I'm using, I don't have it right here, but I'm using like a planner from, um, from a, a, a performance coach that has daily goals and questions and then the planner part. And then an evening in the evening, you fill out answers to see how you did that day. And that is every day. And so I'm trying to be more disciplined with my time that way or to set up a discipline because I'm in charge now and that's new. Ooh. You, know? you always work for somebody, you're at their yeah. beck and call. But when I'm working for myself, you know, I'm deciding what, what my time looks like. Um, I still need to set boundaries so that I turn my phone off so that I'm not like pulled away when I'm in the middle of something. So all that to say, scheduling my days, utilizing my time very efficiently um and then my goals are number one and i wrote this down to um fill my programs my coaching programs and to get my podcast off the off the ground okay. so those are my goals and by the end of the year that's what i want that those systems to be in place and to be living that out 
sounds absolutely <laughs> great, Sherry. Now, just before we finish up, would you like to tell us what's the name that you've given yourself in this new role of you being in charge role. of you and your... Yes, I will. So I am the digital learning doc. Yeah. And um, I am actually um, going to be adjusting my website a little bit away from people and the different types of people I work with to the processes that I help people with. And so um, I'm going to be offering the digital learning zone. That'll be probably be the name of the podcast, but also my program, the digital learning zone. And then um, that will be helping people to create online courses, helping people decide the, um, the technology that is the best for them and their situation. And then the last thing is teaching people how to teach. Okay. So I actually taught online. Yes, this is all online, helping yes. people with remote learning. Yeah. Um, I actually have been teaching since I was eight. I know. So we, we lived, it's a quick story. We lived in an apartment in West Los Angeles and we were upstairs. And when I was eight, two little boys moved in, of course, their family at two and three. And I remember sitting at their little boy table with a little um, chalkboard and, and chalk teaching them how to write their names. So teaching is in my DNA. It must be, Jerry. <laughs> it certainly <laughs> is. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's been a real pleasure to chat with you this morning. Thank you. Yeah. And um, all of us just wish you the very best with being the digital learning doc. You certainly are. Yes, the digital title. learning doc. <laughs> you have been listening to the Desire to Retire podcast. Want to check out how well you are progressing in planning for your retirement? To gain some clarity on planning a meaningful retirement, try the simple, no-cost tools or access this special three-part podcast series at retirementlife.coach. I am your host, Estelle Kelly. Thank you for listening.